Hey guys, welcome to Hunter's Journal again. I am Hunter, of course, and today, oh, I just got a new mic, so the audio quality might be a little better than recording with my iPhone, so pretty stoked about having a new mic and seeing how it will sound. So it helped to like bring it a little higher quality and a little easier and nicer to listen to, as if like you're actually hearing my voice. So today in this episode, I'm going to be talking about something kind of more like my story. This goes into my passion, my calling, and there's kind of an overall theme that's been in my life. Looking back, of course, and all this is played out in my journal, and it has been a very, very interesting experience, very eye-opening and very impactful and I'm excited to share and hopefully you might the listener feel like you may get something from this because I know I definitely have and just it's my hope that my words can be a light to those who can who are just sitting in the darkness and I know how that feels and and, but I also know that there's a way out and we're not always going to be subject to eternal suffering. So to begin with my story, I it was about whenever I was 15 or so. It was leading up to that time. I don't have too much thought or remembrance of really deeply thinking about too much and this led to a lot of confusion and a lot of I just didn't know what was really going to happen in my life. I just lived kind of day by day, didn't know exactly where I was going, very much walking in the wilderness. I have always had a firm faith in God and Jesus, and my faith has never staggered, but it has definitely fallen off the deep end sometimes, to the point where I don't talk to God for a long period of time, especially when I was 15, and even before that, because I was saved so early, I guess I just thought I was done, and there wasn't really too much more to do. So I began in confusion, and it got to a point in my life where this confusion was really pronounced. I can't really remember why this confusion really manifested itself at this time but i guess it's just it had to come out at some point and i started to cry out i was so far in the mud in the craziness that i had no sense of direction and it seems like that's where the enemy really wants you to be confused where God would bring you clarity and my I'm not really sure why but one day I had this bright idea to go to Target drove over there about 10 minute drive got out of my car walked right into that Target took a left from the door right to the kind of arts and crafts section the school section picked out a journal and bought a few pens 
And that was probably the beginning of this story that I'm going to tell you today. It all began with a journal. And funny enough, this podcast is called Hunter's Journal because of how impactful these journals have been for me. So once I picked up the journal, I started writing in it, of course. (laughs) And you can even see in the first journal that I bought the confusion that was in my writing. Looking back, I see so, so much just questions. Most of what I was journaling about was questions. I had no answers to the questions, but I was asking them, and I think that's a good start. If we're not asking questions or even trying to get towards clarity, I think that's where you start being in a rut. Because even if you don't have the answers, it's good to ask questions because you will eventually get the answer, (laughs) at least in my experience. And as I progressed through this first journal, I sort of, I, there was some progression. There was some progression as I started seeing some things, but I wasn't seeing much. And I just hopefully, with all my faith going, just went into it, journaled every day, woke up at 5 a.m., for whatever reason, I was kind of crazy back then. I don't know. I was just doing lots of crazy things, eating like super healthy. And I'm not as good about that today, but I still try to be in some type of routine. But I poured out into that journal. I poured out my life. I poured out my heart. I poured out all my desires. I poured out what was what I desired, what I found good in my life, what I wanted, and where my heart was. I really had no, I haven't really gotten too deep with anyone, any other person at this moment. I've always, I guess I felt like I lacked kind of someone to be super intimate with to be, I don't know, just to pour out my heart to. And it seems like this journal was something I could pour my heart out to. I've never really had a girlfriend or even with my closest friends. I wasn't too open. I was closed off. I was afraid to speak what was on my mind, what was on my heart for fear of rejection or just someone laughing at me. And this period of my life was very sad as I look back, but as I moved forward, as I began journaling, things started getting better. And this leads on to my second journal, the second iteration of my life, I guess is what I called it in there. And It was a period of transformation for me, I believe. Right now, I actually don't have the journal. My mom is shipping it to me because I had left it at my house and I wanted to look over it because I just wanted to see the progression and stuff. 
So that'll be coming soon. <laughs> so I'm excited to see that. But it was probably one of the t most time-dense journals that I have. It was only over a period of about five months compared to my other journals, which have been anywhere from eight months to a year. I'm on my third one right now. And this second journal includes probably some of my most impactful stories, which I'm going to share right now. This story is probably one of the most strange, interesting, confusing, yet clarifying things that have happened in my life. And it has to do with a panic attack. I have always been a super anxious person. I don't really show my emotions or never have really too much to the point where other people might think I'm having a problem or I'm feared, fearful or anxious at all. It's people have always said it's really hard to see how you're feeling and you don't really wear your heart on your sleeve that much. So it's very interesting for me to have a panic attack, I think. And this story actually starts before my panic attack. So one day I had my second journal and I was, I had frequently gone to the park that no one's usually at when I go. And I usually went there to write in my journal and get away and talk to my journal. And always when I wrote in my journal, I always felt like I was talking to God, having a conversation, pouring out my heart to Him. And I think that was really helpful because it was someone to talk to, and it felt like He was almost talking back. And in this story, I feel like He definitely did. So I was sitting at a table facing the, the bathrooms at the park, writing. It was a little windy, sunny day, and I was writing in my journal. And I went there because I was frustrated. I was confused. The constant theme of confusion was in my life. It was prevalent. It was burning in my heart. And I cried out to God and just told him, speak to me. Speak to me. I want to hear you. Tell me anything. Tell me anything. I want to hear it. And I wrote this down. And right when I wrote this, I started writing something else, almost as if answering my own question. And I said, the thing you are missing out on the most, the thing you're looking for, the thing you're searching for is right in front of you, has been there the whole time. So being the, I don't know, humorous person that I am, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to look right in front of me. So I was looking down at my journal and I moved my head up, looked right towards like the bathroom area and I see this bright green hurdle kind of knocked over and I'm like huh that's interesting so I got up walked over to it picked it up and I kind of set it up and I just kind of jokingly was like oh I'm gonna 
jump over this hurdle because you know like metaphors and like gotta jump over the hurdle in life so i set it up and was about to jump over the hurdle then all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye i saw this moving object coming right towards me black moving object this terrified me i didn't know what it was so i quickly looked to the left and it was a police officer He wasn't trying to drive towards me. He was just kind of patrolling. But it induced an intense fear into me. And I immediately ran back to the table where my journal was. And this was a very profound and interesting experience to me because I was about to jump over that hurdle in life. I finally found the hurdle, but I feared those around me. I feared, I don't know, authority. I'm still trying to figure this one out. But I feared something. I feared the hurdle that I needed to jump over would cost me, I don't know, rejection, judgment, something. So I wrote this down. And that was the end of that episode. And this was a very... I don't know, really know what really happened the next few days. I'd have to look back in my journals and stuff. I can't remember if I thought too deeply about it afterward. But this leads up to the panic attack. So I play piano, or I played piano at my home church, Church of the Cross, for the youth ministry. And I was rehearsing. I was just doing my thing on piano super prepared, wasn't really anything wrong going on, and I was playing, and all of a sudden, it was almost as if, like, there was, like, a green something swirling in my mind, and it just started dripping, and then fully just, it kind of let loose as I was playing, and then all of a sudden, my heart started racing, my hands started sweating, I started sweating everywhere, (laughs) And I was in shock. I was in total shock. I stopped playing. My good buddy Luke was, he looked at me, he was like, are you okay? And I'm like, nah. And eventually they realized it and they're like, Hunter, are you okay? I'm like, no, I, I gotta go. And I just left. I went to the bathroom. I was like, what is going on with me? My looked at my watch my heart's beating at like 190 beats per minute and I was just sitting there (laughs) so I was like this is crazy I don't know what's happening so I walked out to the main room and just asked for help like what's happening to me I my heart's beating like super fast and um I just sat there for a while and I was like I'm going to die this is crazy I sat there in just total fear, total anxiety about everything going on around me. I thought I wasn't going to get through this. So I called my mom because she helps help, is a good helper with this. And she's like, you need to get up, walk, talk. So that's what I did. I talked with my youth pastor, James, and he walked outside with me. 
and started pouring scripture into me. He was talking to me, and I just expressed my fears, and I broke down. I started crying even, <laughs> and I was just super just opened up in a way. And this was such a strange thing. I thought this would never stop. And I was walking down the parking lot. We took a left, went around the side of the building. James was praying over me, speaking of God's love for me, God's grace and his presence. And I think that was helpful. But it was still beating super hard. But as we were walking down the side of the building, we got towards the back, and then we decided to turn around. And this was the most strange thing of all. Right when I turned around, I saw something again. <laughs> I saw the police officer driving towards me. But this time, I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared. My heartbeat went down to normal right then, right immediately. And I felt peace like I've never felt peace before. That was probably the most peaceful I've ever been with James. Walked back and pretty shaken up, but it made me remember what happened last time I tried to jump the hurdle. But this time it overcame. So this is one of the stories that kind of formed me in who I am today. I'm going to get into what it really showed me in a little bit after I tell you this next story. So I had this project that I had to do for my senior year of high school. It's called a senior thesis. You've probably heard of it. <laughs> and I had to write just like this massive paper and I would have to give a speech and do a little Q&A uh, in front of a panel, kind of giving me questions, digging into my thoughts and see if I really knew what I was talking about. So I didn't really know what I wanted to write about. And I wrote about the first thing that I, I guess, could think of and that I thought I was going to be doing. And I just did something along the lines of business and risk. And I was like, oh, that's a good thing. That seems like a cool thing. Um, I can't remember exactly what the question or like the thesis was, but it was something about risk and business. And I met with my mentor for it, wrote very, I wrote like the whole thesis pretty much. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I was pretty, feeling pretty okay with it. But as I was going through the process, I wasn't really enjoying it like too much. Kind of just went through it just to get through it. And it wasn't something that I could spit like 50 pages. Uh, I was barely getting like 12 pages, like double spaced or something. So it wasn't really something I was super passionate about, but I was getting the project done. That's what I was trying to do. 
So I didn't really think too much of it. And it was something that, I don't know, it, I thought it was going to be something very profound for me, but it ended up just being kind of bleh and not really too interesting, which leads to the senior retreat that we had for, with the purpose of working on our senior theses and as a class, there's about five others, if I remember correctly. And we would like discuss together, give us some feedback. And I was like, oh, I already know what I'm doing. This is going to be super easy. It's just going to be a chill weekend. Nothing too much <laughs> to handle, you know what I mean? And I probably couldn't have been more wrong in my entire life. <laughs> and reason being is when we got there, and it was my turn to present my abstract and tell them how it was going. That's where I think one of the, the next big moments of my life came in and what I want to do with my life. So I gave my abstract. I was like, oh, business, risk. Um, can't remember exactly what it was that's probably how important it was to me <laughs> but the real meat of this story really came from the feedback that I got and the feedback was kind of hard to take <laughs> I tried to take it as good as possible because it wasn't something I really wanted to hear because it involved change so there was lots of aspects of this thesis that was kind of subpar and they really saw that I wasn't into it. They could read, they could understand that I wasn't fully passionate about what I was writing about, which is what the thesis should be for, something that I'm passionate about, something I might want to be going into in the future. And what really struck me was my teacher, Mrs. Udaly, really told me the thing that I needed to hear. There was one portion of this thesis that I was passionate about. There was one part of this thesis that I seem to could have written for days about it. And she told me this. The rest of it fell short. The part that I was most passionate about was the part about the human mind, human behavior, drives, desires. What the, the things that are going on behind the scenes in the decisions that we make and the human condition as a result of this. That was the part of my thesis that was really impactful to my readers, at least the ones that read this thesis. And everyone was in unanimous agreement. <laughs> and I was... I was open to hearing this. After she said that, I was like, you might be onto something. It's going to be hard work, but you might be onto something that might change my life. So 
I went on to make the change. It was super difficult to get started. But when I got started, I went from a 12-page paper to a 30-page paper. And I was like, oh my gosh. I could write about it for days, days on end. And this is the point where I realized that I think my calling is to be a counselor, to be a therapist, to be someone who talks to someone, gets really intimate with them, gets really deep with them, connects with them, walks through their journey with them, and opens them up to new perspectives. This is probably another one of the most impactful parts of my life because I feel like I was being led through the wilderness where I thought I was in full confusion. I was being pushed through when I didn't even realize it. And this whole story kind of revolves back to my initial journal. With my journal, I began in confusion. I began asking questions, and I had never really opened up. I never really considered my own thoughts. I never really cared to know my own thoughts and my own desires. But I started putting them down, and things started happening. <laughs> I, things started happening even physically with the panic attack. But I wanted to go back to the panic attack and the story in there and why it was such an impactful part of my life. The senior thesis made me look back at this story. This story, it's really about one thing, I think, and it has come up recently. It's the idea of intimacy. Intimacy has been a big word in my circumstances these days. And I think it's one of my deep desires. In my journal, I wrote that I think I have eight desires. I don't know exactly what they are. But the first one is 1,000% intimacy. But with this intimacy, I have not experienced it. It's been really hard for me to. It's been something that's feared, that I've feared for almost my whole life, and I still do. And I think my panic attack story really illustrates this well. Because I want to jump over that hurdle. I want to hop over just the, the little hill the little hurdle that I need to jump over, yet I keep getting scared by those around me. If someone's watching me, and whenever I'm seen, I retreat, I run away. Whenever someone really sees me, whenever someone tries to get deeper than the surface level with me, I run away. But I think this panic attack story hasn't already played out. I think I'm in the middle right now. 
I think soon one day I will turn around, I will see, I will be seen by the police officer and I won't run away. I won't be afraid. I won't, I won't run away. I will feel loved and heard and connected and deep. And that's really one of my deepest desires. And this has been so profound for me lately. I have been going to a weekly church group at my church for the past three weeks so far. It's like a six-week thing called Made Alive. And in this, I have tried to pour out my heart as much as possible because it doesn't happen enough for me. And I told them this story that I just told you, how it's impacted me and how I want to connect deeply with others. I want to be intimate with others. I want to walk them through the wilderness that I was once in and guide them through. I want to be a counselor. I want to be a therapist. I want to get in the hearts of others and hold their hand through their experiences. Intimacy has always been a problem in my life, and I haven't always known it, but it is something I've always desired, even from a young age. I have memories of wanting to know someone, get to know someone deeply. I was afraid even to talk to people whenever I was younger. I think I've grown out of that a little bit, but it's definitely not the same as truly talking to someone deeply, getting to know their story, what makes them tick, their values, what struggles they're going through. I want to know them, and I want them to know mine as well. Intimacy has always been so scary for me, fear-inducing. And I guess to close, I think there's some hope that is spurred for me. I am starting to see that I'm not alone in this race, I guess. And it's from, it's from the sole reason that I brought it out to the open. Anything that resides in total darkness will never come to the light. And I would never have gotten to this point. I would probably not be where I am today if it weren't for my journal. Talking to it. Opening up to it. Even if you don't open up to a person, you can open up to a piece of paper. (laughs) And that's what I did. And... This continued to evolve if you stick with it. Bringing it out, sharing it, bringing it to your awareness, bringing things like this desire that I have for intimacy. I never put that into words, but yet I have today. And this, bringing this stuff out, bringing, writing in my journal, talking to people, 
about my struggles has really given me the confidence, more confidence, even in this past month, to get closer with people, to talk with people, to not be as afraid. And I think I'm, God has guided me through this journey. And this semester of college this year has been so good simply because I opened up to my journal, to God, my friends, my family about the struggles that I go through. And I'm happy to give them out to the world for whoever hears it. And if you know anyone who needs to hear this story, who might be walking in some type of darkness, please share this. I hope to get this out to anyone who needs to hear this. And it's a story that I want to share with as many as people as possible. So yeah, guys, this is this has been a nice, I don't know, kind of therapeutic talking about this. I wanted to also talk about something just kind of out of this kind of story mode, I guess, but I have been thinking about a new project that I want to do. And it has to do with my journals, and I'm thinking about writing a book, compiling them, all the themes, the connections, the growth, kind of in a story format. And I think that's really will be really impactful because the story, I feel like, is one of the most influential things we have to teaching and helping people grow and get through things. So my journal experience, my life, is far from over. And this book will probably be a continuing project for a long time. But I guess I can always just write a part one. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking into doing that, and I'm really excited for it. But this has brought me to the end of this podcast, and I'm very thankful for anyone who is listening, who's heard this. Please let anyone know about this podcast that you can, and share it, yeah. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. See ya.